The Cardinals are now working on keeping Jordan Hicks and Tyler O'Neill. We'll talk about it today on Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. also available on YouTube. If you haven't seen us there yet, come on by. Like, subscribe, comment, interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. So another day, another blown save for the St. Louis Cardinals bullpen as they fall to the Diamondbacks last night, 3-1. to one. That's a league-leading 24 blown saves on the year. Now just a, a staggering uh, amount here in 2023. We'll talk a little bit more about this game later on in the show, but when we discuss the Cardinals needs and what they got to improve on for next season. A lot of attention continues to be on the starting rotation and with good reason. Uh, if for when Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty are traded, that will create two holes in the rotation. You have the impending retirement of Adam Wainwright, which creates another one. And as far as I can tell, the Cardinals haven't given any indications that their top pitching prospects like Tink Hentz, Gordon Graceffo, Cooper Jerpy and Michael McGreevy are, are quite ready to make that jump to the major leagues just yet. So what do you do? Clearly things can change between now and next season. We know that. I mean, one of those guys could jump up and make, you know, a, a great progression in spring training and over, over the winter break and be ready to go. Who knows? You certainly hope for progress from a, a guy like Matthew Libertor and that he will be ready to grab one of those open spots, and then maybe a Graceffo or McGreevy can snag another one. They seem to be the closest ones to, to, to make that jump. But depending on who the Cardinals trade for and sign in free agency, you'll have those spots filled. But when you look at the failures of this season, the bullpen is clearly a spot that needs a lot of work. A lot of upgrades are needed there as well. And just like with the rotation, it's uh, odd that the area they need the most help in, which is pitching, is also where they might be trading guys away from. Monty and Flaherty from the rotation and then in the bullpen, it's been the names of Jordan Hicks, Chris Stratton. We've also heard Ryan Helsley and Giovanni Gallegos' names swirling around in trade talks. And I've said repeatedly that I think trading away Jordan Hicks is a mistake. I think it's a mistake. You, you've got a guy here that you've drafted. You've put time into. You've groomed him. He's gone through the difficult times with him of Tommy John surgery, the, the COVID year where he opted out because of his diabetes. Uh, they tried 
him as a starter because that was something he wanted to do. They tried that briefly. didn't work out so well. And now at age 26, he appears to have finally started coming into his own as your closer with Ryan Helsley out. And now, now you're going to trade him away? It just doesn't seem like a good business decision to me, especially when your bullpen has been a steamy pile of dog manure this season. Why would you want to lose one of the few reliable arms that you have? An arm, by the way, that slings the ball at 104 miles per hour with devastating movement in the prime of his career. Why would you want to do that? That's not something I would want to do. (laughs) And I'm really glad to hear the fact that maybe they won't be doing that. According to Katie Wu at The Athletic, the team is exploring a multi-year extension with prized right-hander reliever Jordan Hicks, who was set to be a free agent at the end of the 2023 season, that according to multiple league sources. Katie continues, saying Hicks, who will turn 27 in September and has previously expressed a desire to remain in St. Louis, was set to be one of the most coveted relief arms this deadline due to his triple-digit velocity and wipeout slider. Since taking over closing duties for St. Louis, Hicks has registered a 2.03 ERA and converted eight of nine save opportunities. President of Baseball Operations John Mozalock, General Manager Mike Gersh, and Assistant GM and Director of Scouting Randy Flores are with the team in Phoenix for St. Louis's three-game series against the Diamondbacks. Hicks' representatives are also currently in Phoenix, and the belief is that an extension could be finalized within the next day. If a deal cannot be reached, the Cardinals would almost certainly trade Hicks by the deadline. I think this is great news, the fact that he wants to stay in St. Louis, that he's willing to forego a bidding war for his services, probably make more money, and also avoid a trade if the Cardinals can come up with a suitable deal. That's great to hear. This is fantastic news. And I know you might jump on me for this one, and I'm willing to take the heat, but This is an area where I kind of trust Mo and the boys when it comes to this portion of dealing with players, the, 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 the chance to get something done with one of their own. I kind of have some faith in those guys about this stuff. I I said in the off season that if elite starting pitching got too pricey, then the best thing to do next is to build yourself an elite bullpen instead, because in this day and age, you know, you're using them more than ever. Starters go, five, maybe six or even seven innings if they're lucky. And just like the rotation, the front office ignored the bullpen this offseason, stuck with the guys they had, and 24 blown saves later, here we are. Now, Helsley is is another guy that I would prefer to keep around because when he's healthy, he's a fantastic bullpenner. You know, he was an all-star last year, was having a good year this year, nothing like he was doing last year, but – regression was expected with Ryan Helsley because of how good he was in 2022. And he's also under control until 2026. So it's not like he's walking anytime soon. It's not the same situation as Jordan Hicks. So I don't understand why you're getting rid of Ryan Helsley when he's one of the guys that you can trust down in the bullpen for the most part. I think with Hicks and Helsley, you have, you got nasty strikeout stuff, something that the Cardinals are trying to gather more of. So I would prefer to build around those two guys, not get rid of them. So let me know your thoughts below in the comments section on the situation, or you can hit me up on Twitter if you want to as well. Uh, whether or not you think keeping Hicks, keeping Housley, what, what you would do in this certain situation, would you rather trade them both away? 
Do you think they're not going to be as good moving forward and that you should get rid of them now? You might feel that way. Maybe you think that they should unload them. Let me know down in the uh, comments section below. Now, the other area that many believe that the Cardinals will trade from is their outfielder pool. Tyler O'Neill has been one of those names mentioned that, that could be on his way out. Or is he? We've got more on that next coming up on Locked on Cardinals. If you want to win 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball, then the Sleeper app is exactly the thing that you should be downloading and you need to be taking a look at. Sleeper is a fantasy sports plus real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world. Over 5 million active users in 2022. It's going to grow here in 2023. You should jump in on this while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. It's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. And they're now offering up to 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. So the idea here is that you grab yourself some guys that you trust, you know, should, should be a pitcher's duel today in the desert in Arizona. You got Jack Flaherty, you got uh, Zach Gallen on the mound getting the starts, perhaps Betting on the strikeouts is the way to win yourself some stuff today, right? To to cash in, if you will. Um, Nolan Arnato has actually hit Zach Gallen very well in his career. Maybe he's going to have a big game today. That's a possibility. Why not make something off of this, right? On Sleeper, you can swing for the fences with one up to 100 times payouts. All you got to do is choose two or more players that you like, select more or less on their stack categories like home runs and strikeouts, hits and more, and get your picks right, you win big. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less, so it's very, very easy. You get safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in 30 states. Just use the promo code Locked On. You'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. It's a great deal. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. The Cardinals battle the Diamondbacks again today, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Again, thank you for making Locks on Cardinals your first listen every day. You can leave comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter anytime you want. Feedback, always welcome, always encouraged. And during this particular time of year, when the Cardinals are in a weird spot in cell mode for the first time in a, a very long time, a lot of people got some opinions on who should stay and who should go. Uh, the Cardinals and their outfield situation has been pretty messy over the years, right? Uh, a couple of years ago, you, you had so many outfielders that the front office believed that they were destined for greatness, uh, that you traded away guys like Randy Arozarena, Adolis Garcia and Lane Thomas. You kept Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, and Dylan Carlson. So far, those decisions have not quite worked out in the Cardinals' favor. Now, the team finds themselves, and I'll say a similar situation. I don't know if it's exactly that plentiful in talent, but in a similar situation with still O'Neill and Carlson, but now you've got Jordan Walker, Lars Newbar, Alec Burleson, Moises Gomez, Juan Yepes, plus the ability of Tommy Edmond and Brendan Donovan to uh, also play the outfield. And the idea, at least we thought, was that the team would likely move on from Tyler O'Neill. That seemed to make a lot of sense. Um, Tyler, when healthy, is a productive player. Supplies power, defense, speed, 
but he hasn't been able to stay on the field enough to help this team win since 2021. And that was the year that he went off, got MVP votes after hitting 286, 34 home runs, 80 RBIs, 15 stolen bases, won his second gold glove. What someone would give up to get Tyler O'Neill was another question considering the injury issues. But you can't deny Tyler O'Neill's skill set. I mean, the stuff that he possesses is, when he's healthy again, is at an elite level. And maybe a change of scenery would, would do him some good. And the Cardinals could possibly swing a deal involving him to acquire some young pitching, which is what they're trying to get their hands on. Now we hear from Katie Wu, is that she's reporting that the Cardinals will likely hold on to O'Neill at the deadline, unless a contending team elects to buy high on him. Here's what she says. O'Neill is a high-caliber player and an elite defender when healthy, but after missing the majority of the first half of the season with a back strain, his value to contending teams is at a low. Because of this, St. Louis would rather keep O'Neill and see how his health plays out through the end of the 2023 season. O'Neill, who was rep by Scott Boris at the Boris Corporation, has one year remaining of team control before entering free agency for the first time. She continues by saying, the likelihood of O'Neill remaining with the Cardinals opens the door for other outfielders to be traded. With St. Louis expressing preferences to hang on tight to Lars Newtbar and rookie Jordan Walker, the club is leaning toward shopping Dylan Carlson. Carlson is the team's best defensive center fielder, though he's hitting just 233 with a 689 OPS this season. Still, he is only 24 and won't be a free agent until 2027. He could still headline a package deal for pitching prospects. Now, what this tells me, here's what I take from this, is that the market for Tyler O'Neill is very, very minimal that nobody is biting on him, and rather than just give him away, they'll just keep him, which I understand. You, you don't have to trade any of these outfielders. You don't have to do that at the deadline, okay? The idea was if something manifested where you could package, say, Flaherty or Montgomery with an O'Neill or a Carlson, you could get a decent haul back. But if the market for O'Neill is dry, why not keep him? Let him prove he can stay healthy and productive. Then you can shop him again this offseason when his value has risen again, hopefully. Uh, this, of course, means he's got to stay healthy, which is always the issue with him. But it's never good to sell low on a guy, a guy that you know has talent. So I'm really not at all bothered by this. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't really bug me all that much. If I had to choose to trade Tyler O'Neill or Dylan Carlson as much as I love Broneal. You know, every dayers know, I love Broneal. I got a man crush on him. I I love what he can offer. I would still prefer to keep Dylan Carlson. To me, it just feels like the Cardinals might be giving up on him a bit early, a bit early considering like that was just brought up by Katie Wu, 24. He's a switch hitter. He can play all three outfield spots. You know, he bulked up this past season to try to put a little more meat on his bones, add a little more pop to his game, but he hasn't been able to get the at-bats. He's had a couple of nagging injuries again this year, but if if Dylan Carlson is what it takes to get the pitching that is needed to turn this team around, then that's the price of business in Major League Baseball, and you got to give to get 
normally. <laughs> uh, one name that the Cardinals have been linked to as a target for them at the deadline has been the Mariners' Logan Gilbert. I've got some not-so-good news for those of you hoping that the Cardinals were going to be able to get him. We'll talk about that next on Locked on Cardinals. The Cardinals are back at Chase Field in Phoenix today against the Snakes, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. The Athletics' Ken Rosenthal dropped another article with uh, the latest rumblings from around the league, and uh, he had this nugget in there about the Cardinals and the Mariners. Quote, one seemingly logical match is between the Cardinals, a team deep in young outfielders, and the Mariners, a team deep in young starting pitchers. But while the teams have engaged in discussions at different points, they have not progressed toward a deal. To move, for example, right-hander Logan Gilbert, the Mariners likely would require a massive haul. An outfielder such as Lars Newtbar would be only the starting point for a return package. And if the Mariners indeed were willing to trade a pitcher such as Gilbert, they would market him to the entire sport. Imagine what the Orioles might give them, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, and so on. Now, I did a show about Logan Gilbert uh, not too long ago, right when the rumors started moving around, talked about how good he was and what an asset he would be. You can go back and listen to that one if you want to. And I still feel the same way as I did when we recorded that show, that the Cardinals don't have the firepower for a trade that would land them Gilbert, or at least they aren't willing to give up the guys that it would take to get a guy like Gilbert. I think other names with Seattle, like like Brian Wu and uh, Bryce Miller, seem to make more sense for them. That's more of the level that I think that they could acquire. But Logan Gilbert's a special talent. You know, uh, George Kirby of the Mariners is a special talent. It really wouldn't make a lot of sense for the Mariners to move either of those guys for somebody like Dylan Carlson or Tyler O'Neill. You know what I mean? I personally, if I was in Seattle shoes, I wouldn't want to move them for Lars Newbar. Like I'd be saying something like I want Jordan Walker or Mason Wynn. And if you're not giving me those, then discussions are over. That's what I would be doing if I was the Mariners, because that's how much starting pitching youthful under control starting pitching is worth right now in the league. Last night, Steven Matz, outstanding. Outstanding, right? Back-to-back, fantastic outings. The off-speed stuff last night was just disappearing on the Arizona hitters. I want to know, how do we bottle that pitcher up, keep him healthy, and plug him into the rotation next year? That's the guy I want. My goodness, Steven Matz looked good last night. You stick him in there along with Michaelis and then whoever else they go after and some of your youthful starting rotation, um, you got – you got a good start. You got a good start. But can Steven Matz do this on a consistent basis? He's so far proven that he can't. But I really enjoyed watching him pitch last night. That was great stuff from Steven Matz. Also last night at Memphis, shortstop prospect Mason Wen came up a double shy of the cycle, and he's been on an absolute tear recently. He's uh, He's got an 11-game hitting streak going. That's his fourth of 10 or more games this season. He's hitting 435 during this stretch, eight doubles, two triples, six home runs, and 20 RBIs on the season. Mason Wynn is up to 288, 14 bombs, 52 ribbies, 16 stolen bases. Defensively, he's made six errors and 282 chances, but he continues to dazzle in the, in the field. 
People love what he's bringing. Obviously, he has the cannon for an arm, and no offense to Paul DeYoung, but I really want to just see this kid play this year. I don't want to wait till next year. I want him up this year at the major league level. I want to see what he can do, see if we can get a jump start on what he's going to bring to the table in 2024. I am so excited to see what kind of spark Mason Wynn can bring to this team. I think he's going to be huge for them moving forward, just like he was in spring training. And uh, speaking of the young, you got to get rid of him first, right? Which means um, maybe a trade. And the last I saw, John Morosi uh, wrote that the Blue Jays, Mariners, Giants, and the Brewers are all interested in adding a middle infielder and that DeYoung with someone, along with the White Sox, Tim Anderson, they could be a target by those teams. I mean, how great would that work out? If Paul DeYoung, if you can get something for him, because you're not going to pay him what his option is at the end of this season. You're not going to do that. Now, do you want to bring him back on a cheaper deal? That's a possibility, too. That, that sounds like a very cardinal move right there. But if you can flip him at this deadline and, and just get something in return, maybe a middle reliever of some sort, that'd be awesome. And then just hand the keys over to Mason Wynn, and he's your new shortstop. Uh, the rest of this year and going into 2024. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for the series finale today against Arizona with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Jack Flaherty against former Cardinal prospect Zach Gallen. First pitch is set for 240 St. Louis time. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time. Unlocked on Cardinals.